This is a missions podcast with Ashley Kim, episode four. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Admissions Podcast, presented by Livius Prep and hosted by yours truly, Ashley. For those of you who don't know, through this podcast, we here at Livius are hoping to be able to provide you with some helpful tips and guides when it comes to applying to colleges. Today, I will be interviewing a recent graduate from the University of San Diego, but before I get into that, some quick facts about University of San Diego. The University of San Diego is a private Roman Catholic research university in San Diego, California. It has a beautiful 16th century Spanish Renaissance architectural style. They have over 43 bachelor's degrees with many different concentrations and 53 minors. They have about 8,860 students in undergraduate school that are paralegal, graduate, and law students. In terms of demographics, we see about 42% are minority students and 6% are international students. They have 17 NCAA Division I teams, 23 sport clubs, and many different recreation clubs and fitness classes. And also they have eight national fraternities and nine national sororities. All right, let's get started with the interview. On call with me, I have Nicola, who graduated from University of San Diego. Nicola, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and just kind of give a brief, you know, background, when you graduated, what your majors were, and anything else that you think would be relevant to this conversation? Hi, my name is Nicola. I'm originally from Australia. I started attending University of San Diego in August of 2016. And I graduated January of 2020, so one semester early. I majored in international business, and I'm currently doing marketing. Wow, that's awesome. So you said you're Australian. And so how did you come across University of San Diego? Was it kind of confusing with UC San Diego? I'm sure people kind of get those two mixed up, right? Yes, all the time, actually. (laughs) Um, I found the University of San Diego at a um, college fair when they came to my high school mm-hmm. and I was also looking at UC San Diego but um, it turns out UC San Diego doesn't have a business school um, and so when I toured University of San Diego and saw their business school and their campus I fell in love and ended up going there instead. Yeah, here is like a really pretty, pretty campus. Yes. Are the two schools near each other? Like, does it get confusing when, like, you know, you're in San Diego and then they, like, ask you what school you're from? And Yeah, there's three big San Diego schools that are all within about a 20-minute drive of one another. Mm-hmm. There's UC San Diego, which is the University of California schools. Mm-hmm. There's University of San Diego, which is the private Catholic school. And mm-hmm. then there's San Diego State University, which is the state school. And they're all quite near each other. Oh, wow. Well, that must be fun, though, when, like, you know, you try to, like, hang out with kids your age. It must be, like, a city filled with college students, right? Yeah. UC San Diego is up north a little bit more. Mm. University of San Diego and San Diego State are quite close. And so a lot of the kids live in the same neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And so um, in between those two schools, there's a lot of 
like co-mingling <laughs> but not so much U- uc san diego okay so i know you mentioned business school and you majored in international business right is that correct correct okay so you said that uc san diego didn't have a business school but university of san diego does are they known for their business major um university of san diego has i'd say majority of the students are either business majors or engineering majors those oh, okay. are the two biggest um, schools, I mm-hmm. would say. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really cool. Okay, so let's kind of take a step back and talk about like your application process. So I know you said that you learned about the school from your high school at some sort of like college fair. Did you, was the University of San Diego like your top choice? Do you remember what your GPA and your test scores looked like? Um, what kind of drew you to the school initially, apart from the campus, which I know you've mentioned? It was not actually my top school I remember to be completely honest I wasn't I would say it was my safety school or one of my safety schools Mm -hmm. um I wasn't even going to apply I ended up applying late Mm -hmm. um because my dad really wanted me to apply there Mm -hmm. (laughs) if I'm being completely honest um my high school GPA I honestly can't remember off the top of my head I think it was like a Mm 3.7 unweighted um my SAT score was a 2100. Mm-hmm. That was back when it was out of 24, right? Yeah, out yeah. of 2400. Yeah. I, I think, honestly, the thing that drew me to that school over all the others was when I toured. I toured um, a lot of the schools that I had applied to. I um, flew over and did, like, one after another. So I saw them all, you know, like, back to back and was able to compare them. Mm-hmm. And... To me, the feel of the school and the campus and the people that I met, Mm -hmm. it just, after touring it, it went from probably my bottom choice to my top choice overnight. Yeah. Just because in terms of, for me, and what kind of school that I fit, I think it was definitely the best of all the places that I applied to. Also, you can't beat the weather in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet. It's, like, sunny all year round, yeah? Yeah, it's beautiful. Wow. And so you mentioned you applied to some other schools. How many other schools did you apply to? And what, what Were they mostly in the West Coast? Yes. I, I honestly don't remember everything. It's been so long. <laughs> yeah. I applied to one school in Texas. Okay. A couple in California. Mm-hmm. Um, that was where I really wanted to end up. Okay. One school in Utah, oh. and then one school in Dubai. Oh, interesting. Yeah. What 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 was the school in Dubai? Um, it was a hospitality school. Ah, uh, okay. Um, I wanted to do. I had initially wanted to do hospitality, and then I did an internship working at a hotel, mm-hmm. and uh, found that it really wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, but that school, um. It is a hospitality school, but you come out with a Bachelor of Business Honors degree. Oh, okay. And so I was still considering it, but mm-hmm. in the end, it ended up just not being... Like, it didn't make sense to go to a school for hospitality when I didn't want to do hospitality. I see. So I know you majored in international business. Did you know that you wanted to kind of do a business major, like, before even college started? Yeah, 100%. Okay. okay. What was, like, the process like when you were actually at the school, and let's say, like... There was a student who was undeclared. Do you go in undeclared? Can you go in undeclared or did you have to have a major? You have to go in undeclared. Oh, okay. You have to be undeclared 
at least for the first year, I believe, mm-hmm. and then sophomore year you're allowed to declare. Okay. And you have to declare something by the end of sophomore year. I see. So, um, there's a lot of, it's a liberal arts school, I believe. Yeah. And so you have to do a number of gen ed classes. Mm-hmm. So even if you're not doing like a science degree, for example, you have to do a science and a lab. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just do that to give you a more rounded education sure um so your freshman year really you start by doing just gen ed classes so you're probably not taking any or if you are taking any it might be one mm-hmm. class towards your mate your you know the major that you might want to do right um at least that first semester mm-hmm. and then by the second semester you might add one um in your major mm-hmm. or your preferred major mm-hmm. um just to get a feel but there's a number of classes that you have to take, like math classes and requirements that you have to take before you can start taking those business classes, for example. Right. Um, and so you have to be you have to do calculus before you can take any business classes, I believe, mm-hmm. if that's correct. Yeah. Um, and so your freshman year is a lot of like um, doing those requirements. Sure. And then you can slowly start adding in business classes. And then once you've decided what you want to do, um, you have to declare it your sophomore year Mm -hmm. I feel like that's like a nice part about liberal arts school like I think gen eds can be annoying but it's also an opportunity for students to really figure out what they want to major in and whether what they initially thought they were going to major in is like something that they still want to do because I know I went in thinking I was going to major in psychology and after I took the gen ed class for it I was like no way am I doing this (laughs) for four years um But, yeah, you mentioned, like, taking gen ed classes as, like, a prerequisite, right, for your majors. Yes. Can you test out of those with using your AP scores? Because I know a lot of students do choose to choose, do choose, sorry, do choose to take AP um, tests. And do they carry over? Are they really that important? Did you find that you, if you did take AP tests, you use those to your advantage? Yes, definitely. Um, I came in with. I took eight AP classes and all oh, the wow. tests in high school. Yeah. And I got either a four or five in all of them, mm-hmm. which meant that I was able to transfer 24 credits because each test cla- but each test <laughs> counts as a class. Yeah. And each class is worth three credits. So uh-huh. I had 24 credits going in, wow. which is almost a whole year of college. Yeah. Which is why I was able to graduate early, early. even while studying abroad. Yeah. Um... And so taking those APs definitely helped. And yes, I used them, all of my credits, Mm -hmm. um, to go towards the gen ed classes. They also knocked off some of the business classes. Like I didn't have to take um, macro or microeconomics because I had taken those AP classes. Mm -hmm. Um, Three language classes got knocked off for me, so I only had to take one. Mm -hmm. Calculus was another one. Which I didn't realize that I actually got that credit, so I took that class anyways. So, <laughs> so dumb of me, but yeah. I didn't realize that um, I'd actually, yeah, that credit had already been satisfied by an AP test. Yeah. So that's a good point. Double check those things before you sign up for classes. Yeah, I mean, especially I think it's common for students to start taking AP classes or AP tests like junior, senior year. But especially senior year with the year ending, you know, students getting senioritis. I think sometimes they forget about their AP exam at the end of that year. That still matter and still count if you want it to, you know. So just making sure that you take those tests 
properly since you did take a whole year of class for it, you know? Definitely. And if you're looking to go to the University of San Diego, studying abroad, I think it's got one of the top, if not the top, study abroad programs in the country. Mm -hmm. And almost everybody, like if you can afford to with your class credits, everybody studies abroad at Mm -hmm. least once. Oh, wow. It's like a huge part of um, junior year, really. Yeah. And so if you can take those AP credits and then you have like some some spare classes that mm-hmm. you can, you know, choose to fill up with whatever you want, yeah. then it's a lot easier to go abroad mm-hmm. because then you don't have to, you know, try to fit in abroad classes around your credits that you still need. Yeah. You have some flexibility there. And so I definitely recommend if you can come in with AP credits to do that because it makes studying abroad and choosing where you want to go so much easier. Yeah. You mentioned studying abroad. Did you, I think you said you did go abroad. Where did you go? Um, I went abroad twice. I went to the south of France for six months, Mm -hmm. my junior year, and then I did a one-month study abroad, which was just one class, so Mm -hmm. you did one class for a month long, Mm -hmm. but it's like a semester's worth, all crammed into that one month. Yeah. Um, And so I did that one in Tokyo. Oh, wow, that's so cool. My senior year. Yeah, Yeah. wow. That was a lot of fun. Are there, like, popular places within the your school that a lot of students tend to go to? Because I know at my school, like, a big popular one for especially econ major was uh, Copenhagen. Um, <laughs> but is there one for, like, that in University of San Diego? Yes. So the first study abroad chance that you have is the – it's your winter break of okay. your sophomore year. Yeah. And that is called SYE. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me what that stands for. I have no idea. <laughs> um, but you have two options, I believe, for SYE. Mm-hmm. And when it was my, I think it's like this every year, but it might have changed since I graduated, mm-hmm. um, especially with COVID. Mm-hmm. But you have the choice of either Florence mm-hmm. in Italy and New Zealand. <gasps> and so a ton of people do. What a tough choice. One or the other. Yeah. Um, How come you didn't do it? I didn't do it because winter break is one of the only times I ever get to see my family. But New Zealand, that's close to Australia, isn't it? Yeah, my family was actually coming to the States to see me that year, I believe. Okay. Well, actually, we might have been going to see my sister. I'm not really sure. But Mm -hmm. yeah, it meant not seeing my family for Christmas Mm -hmm. or only seeing them for a few days. Sure. And so I decided not to Mm -hmm. um, because I was going to study abroad the next year anyways. Yeah. So those trips are really big ones and that's a lot of people's first time going abroad. Yeah. Which is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, I'd say for the month-long ones, the trips, there's a lot of trips in Europe that tend to be big ones. Prague is a really big one, Mm. and Madrid. I Mm -hmm. think those are the two biggest ones. Yeah, actually, Madrid is a big one. I I remember a lot of students going there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that's fun. Um, Let's kind of talk more about, like, the campus and, like, the student life. So the biggest thing that I I think I remember like kind of wondering or kind of worrying about was what the dorms are like. What are the freshman dorms like at University of San Diego? Are they like super cramped? Do they have those like forced triples or are they are, are they actually like pleasantly nice? Um so I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. There's a huge range depending on what building you get put into for your freshman dorm. Okay. Some of them are really nice and those are the newer buildings sure and they um they have like a 
a lounge area, mm-hmm. and then often about six rooms going off the lounge area. Okay. Um, and those tend to be newer, so the, like, carpet is nice. Yeah. And the furniture is nice. Sure. And they have a bit more space. Mm-hmm. Some of the older buildings, which were built in the 1940s, which is conveniently where I was put in, oh. <laughs> um, are not as nice. Mm-hmm. There are nice things about them, like they have hardwood floors and stuff, but they also have communal bathrooms where there's like two bathrooms in the whole dorm that everyone shares. The whole dorm? Yeah, the whole dorm, but the dorm isn't that big. Oh, it's no. only one floor. Oh, okay. Um... And so that one's not as bad, but I do know that they're redoing the old ones. The old, those two, the two oldest dorms are the buildings that were on campus first. Mm-hmm. So the oldest buildings on campus and they're being redone. So I think soon they'll be a lot nicer. Yeah. But yeah, I'd say the communal bathrooms was the worst part about it. Right. But like, that's kind of part of college. You, yeah. You have communal bathrooms and you get used to it after a week and you suck it up you know yeah um is it mixed gender halls no so okay well in the new buildings every floor is a different gender so okay. it'll be all girls in one floor and then the next floor will be all boys sure in the two oldest dorms the ones that i was referring to that i stayed in mm-hmm. um they were called founders was the girls dorm and camino was the boys dorm okay and they're connected by a bridge Oh, fun. That locks at, like... Oh. <laughs> it locks between, like... So your key card opens your door. Yeah. It also opens the door to your dorm. Okay. And it opens the door to the boys' dorm. But it locks between, I think, 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. So oh, you can't go into the boys' dorm between mm. those times. But okay. then, like, after 2 a.m. you can. I don't know. That's such a weird time frame. It was like... a really weird time frame. And no one... Like, you're technically not supposed to be in there, but... I see. People don't care so right. they just like open the door for their friends yeah yeah know? yeah so they were technically not co-ed but yeah people don't really stop you yeah from going into other people's dorms right i don't know mm-hmm. okay all right so that's what the dorms are like um what about the food because i know that's something i was also thinking about is the food good do they have many cafeterias i'm assuming it's good because it's the west coast so like i feel like there's the food is fantastic in yeah. the dining halls. Like, for college food and dining hall food, it's some of the highest ranking food. Is it Sodexo? No. Okay, that. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually know what the company is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it got, like, an A rating. Oh, wow. In the like, for food. Yeah. The only thing that sucks mm-hmm. is that it's so, so good for the first month or so. But then you slowly realize that they don't change the food up. Mm. And so you get really sick of it. If you don't, if you're a picky eater and you only like to eat from one station, Mm -hmm. you're going to get so sick of it. Mm -hmm. So you really have to switch it up. But the food itself, the quality of the food is really good. Yeah. There's not any, because it's a private school, Mm -hmm. there's not um, outside. I don't know if this is a private school thing actually or not, but there's no any, there's no outside food chains. Like vendors, like Starbucks yeah, or stuff like so that. Yeah, okay. so there's none of that on campus. There mm-hmm. is, like, such a short walk from campus, mm-hmm. but um, not on campus. It's only, like, the company that the school hires. Sure. There's a number of cafes and there's a number of restaurants, but it's all USD-owned. Right, 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 right. Huh. Well, I remember at our school, 
the only day the food would actually be good was the day when we had like new students coming in or families touring and then you would notice a difference in like the type of food or the or like the options Oh. But when it was, like, a normal school day, and especially if it was, like, cold out and everyone's, like, settled in, the food was horrific. Like, no. actually, like, inedible. Like, oh, no. it was horrible. And people found, like, things in their food. Like, Ew. Like, like I, sticks or, or pieces of metal or, oh, someone found a nail in their food That's once. How? I don't know. That's disgusting. Yeah, our school got a lot of heat for it, but good mm-hmm. to hear that USD has nice food. That's no, really nice. It had- such nice food to the point where I gained, like, way too much weight. Freshman 15. Freshman 15 yeah. was so real for me. Right. Because you got, especially at dinner time, um, I don't know if other schools do this or not, but you get a stamp on your hand when mm-hmm. you go in to eat, mm-hmm. and that stamp is good for, that says, like, you've paid for buffet-style food, so you can go back in as many times as you want until the dining hall closes. Mm. So say when the dining hall opens for dinner, I think it was like 4.30pm. Sure. You go in, you get a stamp, you eat, then you can come back again at 7pm, 8pm, 9pm. So I'd eat dinner and have as much as I wanted, and then I'd go to the gym after dinner, and then I'd come back at like 10pm before it closes and get another meal and a snack. Right. Yeah, no, our school was once you're in and you're out, then you're in and you're out. Like, you can't go back in. It really sucked. Because, like, depending on your schedule, too, sometimes you have to have an early dinner or sometimes you have to have, like, a late dinner or whatever and you want to grab a snack, but you can't do that, you know? Once you're in and then you leave, you can't go back in. It really sucks. sucks. Yeah. Um, All right, so food's good. So, so far, USC sounds like a really good school to go to, and I'm really jealous I didn't go there. <laughs> what is the safety like at the school? Like, describe what the campus feels like. Is it in the city? Is it, like, kind of on its own? Is it hilly? Is it flat? What is it like? Well, it's a Catholic school, so it's on a hill, <laughs> of course. Classic. Um, it's probably about a 10-minute drive from the beach, which is really Ooh, nice. nice yeah. A lot of kids go to the beach between class. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of kids, once they move off campus, they move to live on the beach, yeah. which is what I did, which I fully recommend doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not in downtown San Diego. It's mm-hmm. not in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more in, like, the suburbs, which I think is nice. Right. Um, the campus is really safe. It's open to the public. Mm-hmm. Like, people often walk their dogs through it. Sure. But it's a quite safe area, and there's public safety patrolling all the time. Yeah. So anytime there's someone sketchy looking on campus, they always <laughs> remove them. Okay. I've seen it happen. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'd say the safety is pretty high. You occasionally get a few incidents of, like, um, people who don't lock their car and then have their... Things stolen. Things stolen out sure. of their car. Actually, there were a couple cars that were stolen, too. Oh, wow. Um, a lot of people have those Jeeps that have no doors, doors and no ceiling. Oh, and it's easy to break yeah, into. Yeah, a bunch of those Jeeps got stolen. Uh, so would you say, wait, so you said it was a hilly school. Is it big? Like, do you need a car or are you able to kind of walk everywhere you need to? Um, I think, so parking is terrible on campus. <laughs> and I think they are really encouraging freshmen not to drive in fact i think they might have stopped giving permits car permits to freshmen Mm -hmm. um people often don't have a car for at least the first two years yeah because you have to live on campus Mm -hmm. for the first two years you have to yeah so for the first year you have to and then for the second year 
you technically have to. Some people try to get out of it. Yeah. And some people are successful, but that's, like, a really rare case. Sure. You're technically supposed to live. But the second year, it's more like apartments behind campus rather mm-hmm. than actually on campus. Like, right. you're not in a dorm anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then junior year and senior year, you live off campus mm-hmm. if you choose. Mm-hmm. And most people do. And that's when I'd say you might need a car because you have to drive to and from your house. Right. Before then, you really don't need a car. They have um, trams running all throughout campus all yeah. day long, all night long. Well, mm-hmm. not all night long. I think they stop it. Like, 2 a.m. or 3 a.m.? I'm not sure exactly yeah. what time, but, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, most people just use those. It's a really long campus, but it's a narrow campus because it's on the top of a hill. Mm. So, like, walking from one end to the other can take a long time if you have classes in opposite buildings. Oh, yeah. But that's what the tram is for. Right, okay. Alright, so that's not bad. Would you say it's, like, handicap, like, accessible, though? Because yeah. it's a hilly... Oh, it is. I would... Well, it's hard to say because I'm not... Right. Like, I never had to deal with any of that. Yeah. So I can't say that it's easy, but I know there is access in a lot of, like... Different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Um. All right, let's kind of talk about the school's culture. It's a West Coast school, so I'm assuming there's Greek life. Yes, Greek life is quite big. <laughs> good. And then... Well, I don't know if it's good. Is it good? yes and no Uh um i think greek life can be clicky Mm. like i think that's more so in the beginning when people join greek life right and they're just trying to find groups yeah and they're like sororities are the only or the fraternities like the only people they interact with yeah but as people get older and realize that the sororities and fraternities aren't everything Mm -hmm. they branch out a bit more Mm -hmm. which i think is good Mm -hmm. the other thing that's good well good and bad is that um university of san diego doesn't have houses Mm. for their greek life are they associated yes so they're like affiliated with the school and they're on like you know they're official yeah but they don't have houses um like greek row type of thing yeah there's no greek row we were supposed to have a greek row and then Somebody bought it out and made it into apartments or something like that. It's mm-hmm. the rumor that's going around. <laughs> and so there's no Greek housing, but there is Greek life. Um, and then people tend to live with a few people from their, mm-hmm. like, sorority or fraternity anyways. Mm-hmm. But it's not affiliated with the school. Mm, I see. What about, like, sport teams and stuff? Are you guys are, are, a D one school d2 d3 and like what kind of sports is pretty popular it's a d1 school they're part of the west coast division okay i forget what it's called west (laughs) coast conference i think is what it's called yeah um and they honestly do quite well Mm -hmm. for the size of school and for being you know like for being a d1 school a lot of the times like our volleyball girls are really good Mm -hmm. um our soccer guys are quite good. Mm-hmm. Our football guys, I think, have won every year for, like, the last seven years or something like oh, that. Oh, wow. But if I'm being completely honest, like, people don't really go to the games. Yeah. Unless it's a big game. Right. Like, a basketball game between uh, USD and University of 
um, Southern California, USC. Yeah. That's a really big one a lot of people go to. Or right. USD versus Gonzaga. That's mm. another really big one. Okay. Because they're, like, big schools. So yeah. it's a really fun game to watch. Yeah. Whereas if it's not a well-known school, to be completely honest, people don't go as much. Mm-hmm. Which was probably the thing that I liked the least about yeah. University of San Diego because when I'd go and visit my friends up at USC, game days were huge mm-hmm. and they'd make like a whole event out of it. And it was it felt like everyone who belonged to that school was really like they had a lot of school pride. Yeah. And I liked that because that was the kind of high school that I went to. Right. And so, you know, that's what I was used to and I was really hoping that USC would be more like that. But it wasn't. So school spirit was, like, a little bit lacking. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I would say so. Okay. All right. Which was frustrating. Yeah. I think it was getting better by the time I left. Well, that's good. But still not great. Yeah. Were there, like, other clubs and stuff that students could join, though? Like, intramural soccer or things like that? Yeah. Definitely. There was club sports, intramural Mm -hmm. sports, and then lots of other clubs and things that weren't sport-related as well. Any theater, music, anything like that? Yeah, there were definitely a lot of those. Oh, good. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Um, how would you, like, describe what your day was like as a college student? Because I think a lot of high school students don't realize that it's not a structured, like, 9 to 3 kind of school day. You have the flexibility to choose your classes sometimes, which means you can create your own schedule. I know I personally always try to have a goal of making my Fridays free, so that way I would have a long weekend. Sometimes it didn't work because a certain class I had to take fell on a Friday, which was very annoying. But did you like that flexibility? Did you think it helped you in any way to kind of take accountability for your schedule and time management? Yes, I think that I had way more free time in college than I did in high school Mm -hmm. um I went to quite a rigorous high school and Mm -hmm. so my days were very packed yeah um and then when I got to college especially in Southern California where everything is so relaxed already and Mm -hmm. pace of life is slow Mm -hmm. I was shocked at how much free time I had Mm -hmm. I could build my schedule and so um my first two years I'd say freshman and sophomore year I packed my schedules as much as I could in the morning Mm -hmm. and then I'd have the afternoon free to do things like go to the pool which I did a lot yeah um which you know I loved being in a sunny climate yeah it must be nice (laughs) um and then when you get to junior and senior year I realized that I hated having morning classes Mm. and I made all my classes start at 2 p.m and end at like 9 or 10 p.m oh wow really Mm mm-hmm um, that was what worked best for me. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm not, not really sure, but at that point I was living on the beach. Oh. And so I could wake up early and go surf. Sure. And have a swim in the ocean and then come back, eat breakfast, take a shower and then drive to campus and start my day then. Mm-hmm. Um, which I really enjoy doing that. Mm-hmm also about um having friday classes that's one really good thing about business classes at usd Mm -hmm. almost none of them are on a friday Mm -hmm. and so unless you're taking a language class or like the science labs typically um happen on a friday as well Mm -hmm. so if you can knock your language and science requirements out your freshman year either first semester or second semester Mm -hmm. then later on you don't have to take any classes on a friday if you don't want to oh wow and so you have three day weekends every weekend 
and you know you Thursday becomes like a Friday yeah and you only have class four times and then oftentimes there's a lot of um business classes when you get to your junior and senior year that um they're once a week and they're later in the in the week mm. uh, sorry later in the day yeah and so they might be like once a week for three hours oh I hate three hour classes though I mean <laughs> yes and no like they can be really annoying but also a lot of our professors are really good at giving a break in the middle of it sure and so you suck it up for once a week you have three guess, classes yeah. and then you don't have to take it again for the rest of the week yeah um and I feel like those classes were more project-based anyways. Yeah, So yeah, we yeah. had, like, lots of time in class to work with groups on projects, mm-hmm. which was nice. Mm-hmm. You know, it made the time go by a lot faster. And then I had – so for that reason, I had quite a lot of later classes, but it meant not having classes in the morning mm-hmm. and not having classes on a Friday. So in my opinion, it was totally worth it. Wow. Um, how do you think – University of San Diego has helped you in terms of advancing your career or, you know, kind of stepping out into the real world, as they call it. Um, I know you said that you're Australian, so I'm assuming you're not a U.S. citizen. Have they helped you with that, like, visa process as well? Yes. um, For international students, they are really helpful with that. They Mm -hmm. have optional but totally worth it uh, seminars and things that you can go to. They have, they provide you with access to different immigration lawyers who can help a lot with the visa process. Oh, wow. And all they, for free? Yeah, all for free. Wow. And they make it really, um, like, easy to follow step by step. Mm-hmm. And they help, help you out a lot. So there's an international office. Yeah. Um, and they deal with all that sort of stuff. So you sort of become very friendly with the people who work in there. Sure, yeah. After a while because, you know, you have to go in all the time to deal with visa things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's really important, especially for international students, is to know that there is, like, a dependable kind of group of people who will help you with that process. Yeah. Because I know how complicated it can be and how just, like, tedious all the forms and stuff are. So if there are people who know it inside and out, it's, like, less stressful. Yeah. So, yeah, to answer your question, they definitely did help me with, like, applying for um, work visas Mm -hmm. and extending my student um, visa status in order to be able to work here after graduation. That was definitely a big help. Good. Um, is there like a career center at your school too that helps you in terms of just like resume or internships and things like that as well? Yes, there is. And then, um, there's also counselors and stuff in the uh, basement of the business school Mm -hmm. who have office hours and things like that. So they help a lot with when it comes time to like find jobs jobs and internships. Oh, great. Do you still talk to your friends at University of San Diego? I do. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'm assuming they're kind of all over the place right now. Also, not just because of the fact that we live in a world where people travel to different places, but because of COVID, people have to, like, return home and things, right? Yeah. A lot of people are slowly actually ending up back in San Diego. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Um, It's a a great place, and Mm -hmm. so it it totally makes sense to me why people want to go back. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of friends still there Mm -hmm. for me. I'm totally the kind of person that needs to move around a lot. And yeah. so as much as I love San Diego, I'm also, you know, like I wanted to move after four years right. and wanted to try out some new places and probably will move on, you know, after a few years here to somewhere new as well. Right, right. Just because that's my personality. Yeah, yeah. 
What, what would you like describe San Diego's vibe like? Is it very chill? I know that there is a downtown, but you know, because like when you think New York, you think very like bustling energy. Mm-hmm. What is San Diego like? Definitely laid back, mm-hmm. surfing, mm-hmm. chill, very healthy. Mm-hmm. A lot of health conscious people live in San Diego. Yeah. There's great um, healthy food options there. Yeah. I hear that the people are actually really, really nice too. Yeah. People yeah. are lovely. Yeah. Um, it is, it's still a wealthy area, but it doesn't have the same sort of wealthy area vibes that, say, Orange County does. Sure. Um, I'd say it's more middle class than that. Mm -hmm. So we, yeah, so we spoke pretty highly of the school so far, because it sounds like it's a pretty amazing school who really does help their students and care for their students. What is one thing or something, it doesn't matter, it doesn't have to be one thing, but what is something that you didn't like about the school that you wish you could change or you wish was a bit different? Um, Because I feel like there's always something about your university experience that you wish was a little bit different, apart from like some things that we've already mentioned. Um, This might sound kind of weird because I am white, but the school was very white. Mm. I so diversity was lacking. Yeah, I'd say it is lacking in diversity. More than half of the students there, I believe, if I'm correct, I know more than half of the students are white. Yeah. But I don't know exactly the number of students that are from California, but it has very much that like white California vibe to it. Ah, uh, I see. Whereas I really like more diversity. Yeah. That's what I was used to in the international schools that I grew up in. Right. Um, and so it is like, it is that stereotypical school where it's a lot of, you know, blonde people Mm. and there's a lot of sororities and Greek life. Mm. And so not that that's a bad thing. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, no, diversity is important. Diversity is important. And I think they do make an effort Mm -hmm. to... Um, embrace the different cultures of the kids that do go there like there's lots of different um, international clubs yeah but just the vibe of the overall school is very Caucasian Mm -hmm. (laughs) what about professors too are they do you find that most professors are Caucasian or maybe they don't have like a cultural kind of you know perception or understanding like is it very much California people I actually think that my professors that I had Mm -hmm. were a lot more diverse than the students oh good okay and don't get me wrong there was definitely diversity within the students yeah but just like I always think more diversity is good yeah um but yeah I had like a German professor multiple Chinese professors okay um French professors Californian professors yeah and also there was a good mix of like political backgrounds with the professors too mm-hmm. because I think that when you go to a school in California especially mm-hmm. um you have the potential of running into everybody who has the exact same political views like very left-leaning sure which you know I, I think despite what your political views are having hearing both sides is very important yeah in order to you know make your own opinion right and have like a non-biased view of things mm-hmm. and I did have um professors with like a whole wide variety of, I'd say more left-leaning right but like there was 
diversity in political views. Okay. Which I think is good. Yeah. Um, I guess this is, like, kind of, like, the last question to end off on, which is, if you think about the poor students right now going to school during the pandemic, whether it's online or in person, what is an advice that you would give to them um, in order to try to make the most of their college experience? Because, you know, most of us only do go to college once, um, and I'm sure it's already difficult as it is trying to, you know, especially as a freshman or a sophomore, trying to have a good time. Um, Would you give any sort of advice? Um, I do feel really bad for those students. Yeah. And I feel extremely lucky and blessed to have graduated, like, right before all that hit. Because I didn't have to do online school. Right. So maybe I'm not the most qualified person to give advice on having college Mm -hmm. online. Mm Mm-hmm. But I do want to say I'm sorry. <laughs> it must honestly suck. Like, yeah. You know, I really enjoyed... College is as much about the social aspect sure. as it is. And, like, you know, the fact that you're in a place with so many people in, like, a similar stage of life, learning mm. so many things. Like, being on campus is a huge, huge part. I'd say more important than just taking your classes. Right. So I do, I have a lot of sympathy for the students who are in college right now and having to be online, and I really hope that soon things will go back to normal yeah. and we'll be able to, you know, attend class in person again. Right. That would be ideal, Yeah. you know. But, I mean, I guess the biggest thing is just trying to make the best of it, and yeah, even though, you know, you may not necessarily be able to go in in person and actually experience that, you know, in-person feeling or whatever – be excited to be like in college and learning new things and trying new things Definitely. and challenge yourself you know what are ways to kind of make this experience better and kind of use it to your advantage you know yeah hang in there yeah hang in there <laughs> um all right well thank you so much nicola for this wonderful conversation i think you gave a lot of really interesting and helpful information at university of san diego honestly sounds like an amazing school and i would have loved to you know, have considered it. I don't know why I didn't consider West Coast schools. But anyway, um, <laughs> thank you again. We appreciate everything that you said. Um, and, of course, thank you so much to all my listeners. Um, I want to make sure that you subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. Please remember to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. And leave a comment down below or anywhere, <laughs> wherever you can, about what other universities or colleges you would like to learn more about. We have a lot more upcoming episodes that we're super excited about. Um, We'll see you soon. (laughs)